Hey everyone, welcome. Another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. Excited to be here. Patrick, are you excited to be here? Yes. This is great, man. <laughs> Love it. I, I, yeah, I guess I am. Uh, sorry, that sounded like I'm not. I am excited to be here. I think of course you are. Of course you're excited to be it's here. fun to do. All of our nine listeners out there, thanks for being faithful hey, listeners. we might hit the double digits <laughs> this time. I mean, if we count me listening to it, we are in double digits. Yeah, but I don't. I don't count myself in those numbers. I know one listen is always me. Well, more important <laughs> than that, what are we talking about today? We're gonna talk about First John. Oh, First John. All right, Chapter One. We're gonna read the whole chapter. Oh, wow. We're really going for it, huh? Yeah, all ten verses. Well, that's one verse per listener. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. So, you know what? I think... Yeah, what do you think? I think I'll read the first chunk and you can read the last chunk. Sounds good. it's in two chunks. Here we go. Great. First John chapter one. That which was from the beginning, which we had heard, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, that was the first time we've read his word and then had to say the word of the Lord. Like, it's like right there. Oh, yeah. We should have just said, and his word of the Lord. Yeah, but it said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I could have. That's it. Cut it off early. Uh, this is also interesting. I like the beginning verse one, that which was from the beginning, which we had heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched this. We proclaim concerning the word of life. This statement makes this chapter and book of the Bible still relevant, very relevant for us today. I think even more than just like the Bible as a whole, because it's kind of addressing everything up to this point. Yeah, like there's all a lot of in it. World, all of the world, yeah. all of scriptures. Yeah, uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. This this chapter. So you can do something fun if any of you Bible people like having fun out there. Read First John chapter one. Read John chapter one, and read Genesis chapter one. Boom, boom, boom. And all three of those have very similar themes. You have this like from the beginning. Yeah. So when this First John is written here we're kind of getting like a little mini uh first chapter of genesis like right from the beginning that which was from the beginning which we have seen which we've heard which we've seen which we've looked at um 
It's right. kind of cool. There's like some good parallels in all three of those. Yeah. The difference that I see though is Genesis starts off in the beginning. This is that which was from the beginning. Yeah. So one is looking at looking forward from the beginning and one is looking backwards to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool though that this whole idea is like Jesus is there. He's there from the beginning. Yeah. Um, here's what's also cool is that when you look at these and you think about it, this is this is a testimony that we're getting, right? That which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes. These people had been with Jesus, right? right. And it's not it's not that which was from the beginning, which I have heard. It's yeah. we. It's talking about the whole church, right? right? So it's like there's testimony here that's multiple people who are testifying. They heard Jesus with their own ears. They saw Jesus with their own eyes. They looked at it and their, their hands have touched Jesus. Like this is an amazing thing. Yeah. That's right. what they're proclaiming. They're not complain, com- proclaiming something that they heard from a distance or they saw. It's like we were there, right there. Yeah. And even in verse two, the life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. Hmm. Yeah. So also proclaiming from the very beginning what yeah. we all have uh, witnessed. Yes. There's a, a like Nick in the screen of my computer right in between the words the and father. Yeah. And I stutter the first time because it looks like it's a hyphen, but it's not. That would be weird to have a hyphen there, but hey, you never know. Um, it's interesting the different names that are in here about God, right? It talks about the word of life. That's yeah. something. And then it's just uses the word the life. Right. Uh, which is kind of cool. The, the word for life, I think. Yeah. It's, it, you know the name Zoe? It means life. And it's from the Greek, which is... Zoe, which is life. Interesting. Yeah, that kind of cool. I have a cool? cousin named Zoe. <laughs> yeah, that name means life. I didn't even, not even know that. Word of life. Word of life. Verse three. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. Mm. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Again, more uh, terms, more names for Jesus here. Yeah. The Father, again. His son, which I think that was the first time for his son, and then Jesus Christ. Uh, really, a lot of names. A lot of names. Yeah, a lot of names. A lot of names um, for one person. Yeah, and the goal here, right? Something's being proclaimed, but it's the goal is fellowship. What do you think right. of when you hear the word fellowship? Oh, I think of like a fellowship hall at a church. Yeah, yeah, fellowship hall. So <laughs> like, it's all about food, really. You yeah, know, gather for the potluck at the yeah, fellowship hall. Yeah. Um, fellowship is an interesting idea. Uh, there's um, the word for it. The Greek word is koinonia. You might have heard people say, we're going to have koinonia fellowship. And you're like, I don't know what that means. Oh, um, I've it never. used to be an old, like in the 80s, people, 70s and 80s. That was like a popular thing. But it's a unique deal. There's like this thing where when we have a connection to Jesus and we're with other people who have a connection to Jesus, it makes this like triangle of relationship. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's like you and me, you and me, Patrick, we have a relationship. Right. But our relationship is better when God is a part of it. So it's like boom, 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 all three. And it's almost like this complete circle thing. And the cool part of it is, is the closer you and I get to Jesus, the closer we actually end up getting to each other. Right. Uh, And so the hope here that the writer here is is giving um, is that we would have this fellowship and they want people to know God so that they can have closer fellowship with other people. I don't know if you've ever experienced this where like maybe you have a friend and they don't know God. 
Yeah. But you really want them to know God because like you want to be closer friends with them and you know, like that'll, that'll happen. Right. And it's a beautiful thing when it does happen. It doesn't always happen, but when it does, it's like an amazing thing. I had a friend in high school who he was a really good friend. I really liked him. Like we had a really good time hanging together, uh, but he didn't have a faith. And so I kept wanting to get him to go to church because I knew we could be closer friends if he actually believed in Jesus. Right. And he did. Hooray. And we're still friends today. It's like really great. (laughs) Hooray. It doesn't always, I know, it doesn't always happen like that, but sometimes it does. Yeah. Well, in even verse four, it says, we write this to make our joy complete. This is written so that our joy is complete. And just like what you said, uh, you can have deeper joy and deeper friendship with someone if you have, if they have their relationship with Christ as well like the triangle, like you said. So John is on a similar thing. Are you sure you didn't write this? I mean, this is uh, like- No, no, like, no, I didn't write it. Nope, no, no, absolutely didn't. kind of just like all over it here. Yeah, yeah, we just, uh, there's just, you're right. There's something so good in this. Um, the fact that, you know, he's saying like, no, no, we're not writing this to like make you feel bad. We're not writing this even for like your own sake. We're writing it because it's for us. Like we want, you to know this. Yeah. I think that's true of everyone. Like we want everyone to know Jesus. We know that not everyone will choose Jesus. Like that's just something that people experience and know. And, and scripture even sadly does say that it's like, no, not everyone's going to make this choice. Right. But, uh, the hope is that as many people like can, it reminds me, I'm going to take a tangent. Is that okay? Boom. Yeah. Years ago, there was a restaurant in town. They had a incident with some food poisoning. Oh. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, incident with food food poisoning. Bad news. But in order to not, like, shut down the restaurant completely, they gave out free food for a week. Oh. Free food. Like, just totally free. So you'd walk into the restaurant. Uh-huh. You would go up to the counter, you'd order your food, and they serve like pizza and breadsticks, and like I think they even had ribs and stuff. And you would order like a normal amount of food, and they they would put it in the machine. They'd be like, "Okay, that's free." What? And you go sit down, and they'd bring you this like amazing food for free. What, right? What restaurant was this? It, I don't want to say. I don't want to say what it is. I don't want to say. I can tell you. (laughs) I'm so curious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And and so they they did this for like a a full week. And what was crazy is there was no limit to it. There was no, like, you could just always get free food. Needless to say, I ate a lot of pizza and breadsticks (laughs) that week. But the fun part of it was you could tell everyone. And it didn't matter. It didn't mean there was less pizza and breadsticks for you. It didn't mean, like that somehow it was worse. So we just started telling everyone we knew. Yeah. And this is pre, you know, like internet post about it kind of days. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, you're calling people and be like, dude, we got to go to this restaurant. You can go get food for free. And they're like, no, there's no yeah. way. And I'm like, yeah, of course you this, can do it. This wasn't a hashtag free food situation no on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And, and because of that, like, 
probably this could never happen again. Right. Yeah. Because right? now, like, <laughs> yeah. someone would post it once, and there'd be ten thousand people outside, and <laughs> it'd be over. They could do free food for like an hour. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you're there, they did you're it there. for like at least a week. Oh I my know it was gosh. at least a week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and so and so the fun part was you could tell everyone, and that's kind of like what this letter is like. It's like he's saying we're writing this to make our joy complete. We want to tell everyone because hey, everyone can know about this and everyone should yeah and everyone should and it's a joyful thing it's not a it's not like a sad thing so yeah anyway and even in verse six joyfulness it says or excuse me in verse five this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you god is light in him there is no darkness at all and that's you don't have to know much to understand that no darkness at all is a joyful thing. Yeah. I mean, some people like nighttime, but pure darkness. Yeah. And dark night, nighttime and evening has a different connotation than just darkness. Darkness can carry emotion as well. That's good. Yeah. I, it's interesting to think about this. Like, what if there was darkness in God, right? Mm. What if God did have a little touch of evil in God? And all of a sudden, like, God's super good to you. And then the next thing you know, God, like, pulls a fast one. And it's like, well, you know, I'm a little evil. So, like, that was just a little bit of the evil coming out. And, you know, some people might, uh, how do I say this? Some people might <laughs> interpret Christ as having a little bit of evil just because of things that might happen in their life. Yeah, that's For true. example, you have a family member that passes away. In the moment, you can interpret that as God being evil to you. Because God but, didn't save your family member. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's true. Yeah. I don't agree with that. But right. I am sure some people have kind of processed that in a very deep way before. Yeah. Or you maybe you've experienced uh, hurt in the church. Yeah. Uh, you've absolutely. gone to a church and, and people there were mean to you or, or, or abusive or whatever, right? Maybe yeah. that's happened. And so you're like, well, there has to be darkness in God because there was darkness in the church. Well, scripture is saying something totally different in him. There is no darkness at all. Um, this is like, it's, it's not leaving any room for there being any darkness. It's like, there's none. It is not there at all. Uh, nothing, no one zip zero zilch. There's no darkness. Yeah. Um, which, which is beautiful thing about God, but then it becomes kind of tough, right? Because then the next line, verse six, if right. we claim to have fellowship with him. So like we were talking about fellowship. We want to have this relationship with God. God has no darkness. But if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet we walk in the darkness. Yeah. We lie and do not live out the truth. Yeah. So yikes. That, that <laughs> it feels contradictory as well to verse five. because it says God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live yeah. out the truth. So it's not, John is not saying there is no darkness in the world. There is still darkness in the world, but we can choose by walking with Christ yeah. to not be in the darkness at all. Right. And we, John is also implying that we subconsciously know when we're in the darkness and when we're not. He, it's interesting here because, you know, obviously there's a difference between not having any darkness in you at all. And if anyone has been journeying with Jesus for any amount of time in your life, you know that as soon as you follow Jesus, you no longer have any bad thoughts. 
everything you know anything that's evil in you or bad in you or desires to do things that are that are not of god they don't automatically disappear and all of a sudden you live this perfect life right that doesn't right. happen you're still in this process of sanctification growing to be closer and closer to christ yeah um what's interesting the language here is like if we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in the darkness so like if our path as we're walking is just pure darkness and we're living in the world of darkness still um, that's the difference. Cause like, yeah. how can you have fellowship with someone that's this intense connection, koinonia yeah. fellowship with someone with God? How can you have that? And that person be, or at God be zero darkness at all. Yet you're fully steeped in darkness. Like it's everywhere around you. Um, and so it's, he's just calling it out. We're lying, right? We're not living out truth, but we're lying. But then he gives yeah. the opposite, verse 7, right? Yeah, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Yeah, and that is cool. Yeah. We have another choice. We don't have to walk in darkness. We yeah. walk in the light, the just the way that he's in the light. Yeah, and when we do that, the benefit of it is twofold. One is, hey, we're actually going to have fellowship with one another. Right. And this is pretty true. If you walk in darkness, like you're not going to have a good fellowship with your Christian brothers and sisters if right. you're off doing your own thing. And yeah. I noticed this when I was in high school and there were like, people were like, Oh man, we want to like party and do all this crazy stuff. And maybe you didn't want to, you're like, no, I'm going to live differently because God's calling me to live differently or I just don't want to. Um, you started to f like go separate directions from those friends. Yeah. They're like, no, come party with us or come, you know, drink this, smoke this, whatever, you know, like whatever that would be. Uh, and they didn't want to hang. Like all of a sudden you, you, your friendship started to change and that's just a reality of life. So the two benefits is one, you'll have fellowship with one another. And the second is the blood of Jesus, his son purifies us from all sin. Like that's a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's like atonement right there. That's like, what? That's amazing. Um, if we actually follow Jesus, if we confess our sin, well, we're going to get to the confessing the sin part of it yeah. uh, next, but God will purify us from all sin. So we've gone from this idea of like joy, complete fellowship. Now we're moving into this living in light and dark, and now we're living into sin. Yeah. This is like the next movement of this section. So verse eight, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. We, we've known that that's probably been a part of our story at some point. Right? Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. I got it. I got it taken care of. Uh, I got it under control. It's not that bad. You know, any kind of language like that, pretty classic. I, I, remember talking to someone once that asked if we could remove the uh, time of silence in a worship service where we have time to confess our sins. If we could remove that. Why? Because they didn't like it. They didn't like the awkward silence. And I said, well, you know, you're supposed to be confessing your sins. And, and the guy said, well, I don't have any to confess. Oh, I was like, well, now you do. <laughs> yeah. Now you got one. <laughs> I didn't actually say well, that. Well, I don't have any. I'm perfect. I, um, I said, well, you could consider it. Yeah, that's kind of an ouch comment, but, but that's true, right? If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. So this is kind of cool that it's being acknowledged here that that we can't be perfect on our own. We need Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and, and that it's being acknowledged that we can walk in the light but not be 
perfect. Yeah. Right. The, our perfection is found in Christ alone. It's not from us. So if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us, but, but. if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. Um, this is a famous verse. Oh yeah. A lot of people use this. A lot of pastors use this because this is a promise about confession. Yeah, and I don't know if this is one that's printed on an In-N-Out wrapper, but it could be. It's famous enough. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know either. <laughs> I don't know my In-N-Out yeah. uh, wrappers and cup and whatever yeah. game. but um, Yeah, confessing yeah. sins, and we should be doing that anyway. We should confess <laughs> our sins because Christ already knows the sins that we committed. Right. It's no surprise to him. Yeah, he's not like, oh man, I didn't know you did that. Yeah, oh, I mean, we're man. doing again. Verse eight, we are doing our, doing ourselves a disservice if we don't confess our sins. Yeah, and it's cool because it, you know we we will confess them, but we're doing that knowing some things about God. One is that God is faithful. Yeah, um, he's faithful to us. He's faithful to his people, and also he's just. Yeah, uh, he's not just one or the other. He's faithful, but he's also just. And, and he'll forgive, so he's forgiving. Um, and when God forgives, he purifies us, which is a cool thing. So like, because God is perfect, when he forgives us, we are clean. It's like he washes us clean, which is like a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, if I said like, oh yeah, Pat, uh, like let's say you confessed something and I was like, well, you're clean. Like, well, how do you have power to clean? You know, like you're yeah. just Jamie, like what is going on? Um, or, you know, maybe you're like, man, I feel really guilty. I should go consult with my dog and tell my dog like what I did wrong because <laughs> yeah. it feels good to say something. Right. Yeah. Cause sometimes it feels good just to say it out loud. Like, right. man, I cheated on my taxes or, <laughs> or, uh, I ran a red light or whatever, just to get it off your chest. This isn't about the cathartic experience of getting something off of your chest. This is about actually giving it to the one who has power to really forgive you yeah it's like the difference of confessing something to a judge who can let you off the hook yeah or confessing it to uh a friend so that you feel better about it it's not about feeling better it's about this this real spiritual reality of being purified right yeah so verse 10 did you already read that no no if we claim we have not sinned we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us ouch Ouch. Who would want to do that? Who would want to make Christ out to be a liar? Yikes. That's kind of like I, the guy in the church you were talking like about. A, Sorry, that's a, in the church. On the scale of bad sins, that's a bad sin. <laughs> and all sin is bad, but that's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, we want to have God's word um, in us. We want to have God's truth in us. And we don't want to call God a liar by saying, no, nah, I'm good. I don't have sin. So... With that, Pat, how do you confess your sin to God? Like, what does that look like for you? Skywriting. Oh, that's great, man. Do you sign it, Pat, Pat, Matt? Patrick Mattioli? Yeah, I take take off my plane and go fly out there. Yeah, yeah, skywriting. Dear God. Yeah, dear God. No, I, well, first and foremost, I take every opportunity that's in a guided situation, like at church, to confess sins extremely seriously. Uh, But I also, in my time of devotion I'm not perfect at it but I try to remember to confess sins or when I write prayer requests I write that I ask God to forgive me as yeah. part of like my requests but yeah. for me mostly 
I have always taken the time, silent time in worship services to confess sins extremely seriously. Yeah. Uh, and that um, is huge. It is. Yeah. It's a really big deal. I think uh, it's a big deal to confess our sins. And I would say for me, um, kind of some of the, the qualifiers of confessing sins are the things that are going to make it most effective is one, go like, don't wait. Yeah. Do it right when you think. Yeah. It's like, let's say you go and you do something wrong. I always appreciate people who call themselves out for doing something wrong right away. They're like, oh, that was wrong. Sorry. Sorry. I did it wrong. My bad. Uh, Versus people who kind of hide it. So um, call yourself out. If you sin and you know, like, yeah, that was a mistake. Call it right out. Say, God, you know, forgive me. I whatever. Um, And then the other thing is you, you have to like really mean it. It's not about going through the motions, right? Yeah. Because we can all go through the motions and say, like, all right, I did this, this, and this. But you kind of really want to meet. You you want to mean it. And you want to talk to God about it. And God wants to talk to you about it. So having that prayerful experience with God. There's one other thing I'd recommend, too. I'm thinking one more. Yeah. And that is confessing. It actually tells us in Scripture to confess our sins to each other. Yeah. Which is kind of a hardcore thing. Yeah. And the reason it says that is because God actually gives us the ability as Christians to forgive each other. I know I was giving you the example of like, you know, you confessing something to me and being like, well, I don't have the authority or whatever. But with the priesthood of all believers, um, if you like, if I sinned against you and you forgive me, I'm forgiven (laughs) because I sinned against you. You forgave me. God honors that forgiveness. So when we forgive each other, it is as powerful as when God can forgive us like it has that same kind of level which is really cool so yeah when we confess our sins to each other we can pray for each other and it also in a lot of ways it shows that we are able to um take our sins seriously yeah a guy named um dietrich bonhoeffer i think in his book life together i gotta remember this right he talks about forgiveness and he, he says something along the lines and I'm, I'm gonna miss this quote up but he says something like how dare we think we can confess our sins to a holy God and not confess them to one another. Like we think it's not a big deal to just bring everything to God. uh, But we're not, we're too scared to bring them to each other. Yeah. And so, and I get that. I get that. Like we're, we're not even willing to actually bring up stuff uh, that we're going through because it's too embarrassing, but you tell God like what? Um, so in some ways that's good that we're willing to go to God, but we really need to take it seriously. Um, so anyway, yeah, confessing our sins, living in righteousness, living purified, living with God's word in us, living as children of the light, not as darkness. Uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for checking out today's devotional. We'll be going through the, the, the Johns, the, the, the first John, second John in third john over the next few weeks all right see you guys soon bye